0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip.
1: It was just a really long drive.
2: Bada ba at participating McDonald's.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: We want to do this. Like, we don't want to talk about doing it. We don't want to... Go work somewhere for five years and hope that somebody gives us a shot to do it. We want to go do it. And what does that look like? Yeah. And even if no matter how small it is, no matter how humble it is, we believe we can do it. And that's all you need. It was a was a was a tribe of people. 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 A tribe of people.
3: Well welcome to Wow Black. A seriously
0: opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything.
2: Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, party people. People, you think I know better? I had to take my watch off because I heard it making noise. You think I know better than to do that? Wait, check this out. You still not cousin? I'm still trying. I fa- I've been failing, obviously. It, it ain't been
1: bad though. It's, I'm it's, it's still been tried. I haven't noticed it. That's why I was like, wait a minute, okay, hey, I'm,
2: I'm winning, baby. Yeah, there no, we go. Winning. Okay. My okay. mama told me she was proud. Go back on the curse. Look at you. See, it's a a, a process. It ain't
1: ain't just immediate. You got to go through phases of it. That's real talk. That's real talk. Yeah.
2: Listen, Wild Black, you know how excited I get about episodes that speak to my heart. And this one, or, or should I say this, three, maybe four episodes, we're doing with one particular person. And, and, and where we're going to kind of weave through lives in this lane of inspiration, execution, dream realization, and consumption of content. And you, you know how much I love that type of stuff. This is the kind of, of episode where I gave no real thought to how I was going to kick it off because all this lives inside of me. For me, I, I think about all the things that I want to become. Even at 47 years old, there are so many things that I want to become. There's so many things that I want to do. There's so many pieces of culture that I want to create There's so many contributions that I want to make to this community, to this society, to the black universe. And, you know, I talk about these things from time to time. And you know how much of a dreamer I am and how much I want you to dream. And I want you to be able to see further than your environment allows you to see. And then finding out what it is you can do with that new experience, that new opportunity, that new education, should that be the lane that you choose. This shit is cerebral. You're going to hear that a lot today because our guest is a filmmaker, a producer, an entrepreneur, a way maker, a game changer. He's got studio deals. He's a leader. He's worked with Netflix and AMC and Lionsgate and and, and Paramount and so many different places. He's worked with the names of Kerry Washington, Jamie Foxx, John Boyega. He is doing some real work. And you're going to get to check some of this out in the next few days. Actually, I don't I don't even know when this is going to drop. But we're going to figure that out. It's going to be probably right now. You probably can go right now <laughs> or tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> you can go tomorrow. Maybe three days. But it's coming soon. Listen, if you have a dream, if you have an idea or an inkling of a dream, if you just have a feeling that tells you you're supposed to be something bigger, something better, but you don't yet know how to get there, This series of episodes is going to be for you. This is about creating, establishing, growing, achieving. These are the steps that you need to take to find the greatness that lives inside of you at any phase and level and stage that it's in. You just have to pay attention, soak it in, consume it, apply it, and then go do it. It sounds like a lot, but when you figure out this word about passion and belonging and orientation, it's not that hard once you get there. Like it just takes a little bit of you and a lot of God, and you can get there. Okay, I'm talking way, 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 way too much. Listen today, excited, which, I, bro. I really am. Yeah. Like, like I'm already on ten. Mm-hmm, I see it. Maybe nine and a half. I don't want to say all the way to ten. <laughs> nine and a half. I got to save nine point five. Yeah, got to save some. Listen today, we have Stephen Doctor Love. I just love saying the doctor right in the, <laughs> the middle of that. It just make, makes me feel special from the inside out. And this is the brother. Producing behind the new Netflix movie that's dropping. Is it July 21st? Yes, sir. That's not the 14th out there. 14th is in theaters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Theaters on the 14th. Oh. The 21st on Netflix. July. This month. Jamie Foxx. John Boyega. And Tiana Paris. Did mm-hmm. I say it right? Yes, sir. And Tiana oh, yeah. Paris. <laughs> it is a movie Unlike movies you have ever seen before, I'm sure we're going to talk about it today, but this shit is cerebral. Remember that I told you that this is a thinking man's movie, a thinking woman's movie. It's going to put you in place. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you think. It's going to make you question. But I'm going to shut up. Steven, brother, welcome to Wild Black. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the invite. Bro, I get so doggone excited with <laughs> stuff like this, man. This is for real. I, I straight up get excited, but I can't get too excited because we got to give you our wild black shit. All right, brother, you ready? Let's do it. Indeed, indeed. All right, let's
1: get it. Let's do it. All right, so the wild black shit. Three questions. Two of them get you warmed up. Okay. And then the last question is our signature question we ask every single guest that comes on. You ready?
0: All right, we're going to
1: see. All right. (laughs) First question. As a black man, if you could have any superpower, Mm. what would it be and why? And how would you use it? I like that. And it's good.
0: I like that. As a black man, I could have any superpower, like superhero superpower, right? Yeah. I can yep. have any superpower. It will be to travel through air or water or land at the speed of light.
3: Mm-hmm. Why, would,
0: why that
2: one? Why that one? Other, you'll never be late again that's for sure I'll never Shit, be late no. I'll never be late
0: we can change the narrative that ain't gotta black folk ain't always gotta be late Uh, but the, but the other the main reason honestly just so I could I can be where I wanna be at any time I, mean, I can't be there at the same time but I can be there at any time and I can get there quickly and I can do and can do what I wanna do you know what I mean Um, but I say air water and land that ain't three powers. That's just one power. It's just it's just yeah.
1: three I four, feel you right? transferable, Right? But yeah. I
0: need to be able to do that. Phase a matter matter. What if I'm, I'm trying to get to the motherland? I can't do that by land. I got to do it by water. If I'm trying to. get... Oh, I
1: like the way you're thinking. you, you know think. Yeah, I'm saying.
3: I
0: feel you. So yeah, that'd
1: be that'd be super power. Hey, that's, I like. You know what I like about that man is you said at the speed of light. So theoretically, you could travel potentially through time. Facts. Yeah. So so that's you're that's, that's that a, super, a, on, super, a super super dope one. That's a super dope.
2: Y'all went to some flux-capacitive-level shit. Yeah, right. yeah right. Right. If anything
1: can travel at the speed of light, then that's when we get into particle physics, isn't it? It's yeah, like, okay, what the possibilities become a little beyond imagination. Yeah. Bro, you're gonna love that clone Tyrone. Bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You I already I mean, see where he's at.
0: the physics or whatever, <laughs> I wouldn't even think of
1: that.
3: I think in comic books, you know what
1: I mean? <laughs> hey, that's what's up, though. I love that answer. All right, second question. Name three black people Mm. that you would consider the greatest of all time in the following domains or areas of expertise. And these are just industries too, right? Okay, okay. The first one is entertainment. Mm. Whole everything entertainment. Mm. Who would you say this is the GOAT? The greatest of all time in entertainment
0: is probably... Michael Jackson. hmm I think that that man, people forget he had a, yeah, he's a musician and all that, but the man had a cartoon that was a hit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Jackson 5 cartoon. Yeah. He was, but, but he was also like, I think he also the GOAT because on the business side, which is kind of where I sit, on the business side, he was out here buying people's libraries to help to give, either give it back to him or to like get in better deal terms, like stuff like that, that, you don't really, you know, see or hear like that. Yeah. That man, I, I feel like it was a golden entertainment. Bro, you sure. don't, you yeah. don't get to where he
2: was without like a vicious business savvy. One hundred percent.
0: That's yeah. not just
2: about your team. That's about right. you. That's about. They you. can think yeah. you weak if you want to, but you don't get there. Not not in this world. No. Not with these cats out here. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Man, I yeah. read a story right,
1: and they said people would just look at Mike, and pass the fuck out, yeah. And just be like, ah, yeah. like for real, like, yeah. like be out, yeah. I was like, "That's a hell of a power." Just it, your presence makes people I mean, fans. I mean, today Negro today, today <laughs> the
0: person who got that today right. the person who got that that same energy as Mike is, is Beyonce. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, and she's doing yeah. the same. Same. she on the same wave as when, uh, her and Jay Z together on a
2: business tip for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, every time up. she called me, that's, that's the conversation we had. Yeah, every yeah. You pass out every time. Hey, these jokes. These is just jokes. <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> all right, the second industry or area is sports. Mm. All sports. Not just one, like everything. He's trying to get me in trouble with this question. man? hmm Most definitely. Greatest of all,
0: yeah, right? The greatest of all time is sports.
1: Hey there. Ever thought about what makes
2: your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about?
1: I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime
0: is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips.
1: So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. All sports. All sports. I give to Serena Williams. Ooh. I give it to Serena Williams.
0: Ooh. Hey. I think I think she, when you talk about dominance, mm-hmm. tennis is not a team sport. At no. all. You know, right? So, like, there's arguments about MJ, LeBron, et cetera. And I think both of them dudes are GOATs in their own right, of their own era. But solo sport, Serena Williams, straight dominance for her however many years, yeah. on top of like expanding the verticals across her other businesses off of that. And she's still going to be relevant 10 years from now, even though she's not playing. I think that's a
1: hell of
2: a that's yeah,
1: the GOAT. that's a help man. I like the fact you yeah. picked a woman too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a a that's a goat. That's a goat. The goat. Third industry, media.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, that's easy. Byron Allen.
2: Okay. Hey, say that
0: again. Byron okay. Allen. Yeah. Say that again. Actually, that ain't easy. Byron
2: Allen and Tyler Perry. That's tied. I think that's tied. I'm gonna still rock with Byron because Byron making quiet moves that don't yeah, nobody yeah. know about. You just look up and he own your shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> facts, facts Yeah, he just he just, you look up, he just owned it That's me, baby yeah. <laughs> Right, I mean, yeah. now, all this shit you see about I mean,
1: you Wilder, know what, though no? Actually, no By-
0: Byron Allen is my final answer For greatest of all time media Tyler Perry, I'm right with you, though know. yeah Tyler Perry is, is absolutely a goat In his own right And of a, similar to Jordan and, and Mike, right? Like, yeah. he's, second, he's, barely, he's he's barely He's of his own era But Byron Allen been doing it For a long time yeah, but specifically, I had a I met with Byron one time and he was like, which was an amazing experience. I'm just trying to learn from, just trying to understand like how he did what he did. Yeah, and this was like maybe two months after he bought the Weather Channel, and I and nobody understood it. Like, why would you buy the Weather Channel? That's not like yeah, it's not sexy. Like, it's not it's not a channel that you. It's like you're not BET right. Like, you're not buying something you can put content on in the real way. And I, so I asked him flat out because I don't have no filter. So I asked him flat out. I was like, well, Why did you buy the Weather Channel? So he turned the TV on. The weather channel was on, right? Mm-hmm. He said, you see that? He said, every, every state is represented. Every every area of the, of their state, so every storm, every anything in the, in the country that's reported related to weather is on that channel. It's like, name one competitor for the weather channel. Is there another channel that only reports weather? No.
2: I was like, dang. No. He's like, exactly. I have no competitors. Yeah, That's why I brought the remote. weather channel. And, yeah. I mean, and on top of that. He he took the technology and the innovation inside yep. of the weather channel and applied it to consumer Come on. Yep, consumer behavior, yep. retail space. Yep. He went to went to went to retailers, went to CPG companies, sold mm-hmm. them data, mm-hmm. did forecasting, trending for them, helped them do predictive modeling about when ice cream was going to be most popular on, so man. they knew when to feature it on, so they man. could hit their consumers. There's so many angles to that. And just to, to see someone think through something that seems overly simple to us, but there's so much complexity that he had to go, that, that's a superhero. 100%. That brother's real. Give it up for Byron Allen. For yeah, sure. man. yeah, man. Nice one.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, third question.
1: All right, Final question, signature question. What do you love most about Life While Black? Ooh. What I love most about Life While
0: Black? I think the thing that I have come to love the most about Life While Black, because obviously there's a lot of things that are challenging about Life While Black, right? But even in the challenges, there's always beauty in that, right? The thing that I've come to love the most is that Black is Black no matter where you are in the world. You know, I've been to the motherland, and and even if there's a language barrier, like, there's... It's a camaraderie. You just understand culturally. There's things that have translated over generations. I went to... Columbia, shot a movie down there for four months. People look just like us mm-hmm. in Cartagena. You know what I mean? They look just like us. And even though my Spanish was, you know, my sermenos, more or less, you know, whatever, it was all right. But the aunties in the kitchen, I ain't know lick what they were saying, but they had the same attitude as my aunties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I felt that home. You, you know, know what so, they say,
2: but you know what it felt
0: like. Yeah, I know, it, I know what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, like, Life While Black is... It's something that is the diaspora has taught me is 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 the same in a lot of ways, no matter where you are. And that's the most beautiful part about it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what something is. Well,
2: we're gonna jump into our dope quote and let's do it. The dope quote is something from literature, science, history, religion, mm-hmm. mathematics, entertainment, mm-hmm. typically spoken by someone black and has a high level of pertinence to what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. So I'll read it, and then I want to get your immediate thoughts, and we'll dive into the the rest Mm. of the interview. Success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you're doing Mm. by Pele. I'll read it one more time. Success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing. Brother, when you hear that quote, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? The last phrase, the love. Not just because it's my
0: last name. <laughs> 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 but 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 really, man, like anything that we do yeah. is too hard to not love to, it's too yeah. hard to not love it, right? No yeah. matter what that thing is for you, no matter what yeah. industry it is, no matter what job it is, or taking yeah. care of your family, whatever. Yeah. None of it, all of it's hard. So. Put that to the side. Like, what's left? It's got. It's got. You gotta have a love for it. And for me, that's that's the thing. That's the thing I look at for projects, for people, relationships, all yeah. of that. It's like, do I do I love this? Yeah. And if I do, then I'm gonna go hard for it, and whatever it takes, I'm gonna run through a wall for it. But if I don't, then like, let's not even let's not even do this. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah for sure. I um I love that that was your answer because it ties so beautifully into my mm. first question. Mm. And, like, the, a few questions we got prepared, a lot are going to come from our conversation, but you, you know the way the game mm-hmm. works. Love. <clears throat> the idea of love and of passion are two things that I'm hearing permeate through entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurship in any fashion, uh, whether you're building a, a chicken spot or a social media company or content creation— It is the ability to create something that you truly do love and have a passion for. We hear those terms so often. I begin to question people truly even understand what they mean now, right? Mm -hmm. People are trying to find the things that they love and activate against them. People are trying to uncover their passion when they feel passionless. Mm -hmm. So there Mm -hmm. are these searches for those two concepts that are happening endlessly by countless numbers of people. So I want to take it back all the way to the basics of that. Let's add a definition, right? Love, passion, you can look them up in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. You can look them up on Google. And I know there are words assigned to them already. Mm -hmm. But I don't always think those words do enough justice to apply definition and understanding to a cultural context. Mm -hmm. So as we sit here talking about black folks and creation and entrepreneurship and being all that we can be, from your perspective, what do the words love and passion actually mean?
3: Mm.
2: I think love and passion manifest as care. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, if you if you if you love something or somebody, you're gonna care for it, right? That means right. taking care of it after the fact. But it also means, in my case, like as a creator, like creating with care, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and handling relationships with care, yeah. right? And I think that's that that always shows up. It always shows up. Care and commitment are the two words that pop up for me yeah. when I hear love and passion. You know, yeah. c- commitment because it's it. If you if you love it, you're also going to stick with it, right? Yeah. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how difficult,
3: yeah,
0: it may seem, etc. Like that. Th- those, those to me
2: are the pillars of love and passion and care yeah. and commitment. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. that.
3: Yeah,
2: I want to build on that a little bit. So, for this next question, I want you to exclude the answers love. Passion, Mm -hmm. even commitment. I want to exclude those three answers, right? Because those are the answers that are powerful and meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the idea of creation, the idea of being, there's always a catalyst, right? For a a power plant, they've got to have Mm -hmm. coal Mm -hmm. or wind Mm -hmm. or water or nuclear energy, right? Mm -hmm. They've got to have something that powers what they're doing. For a car, you need gas. For a plant, you need soil. You need fertilizer. You need sunlight. But for an aspiring entrepreneur destined for success, what's what's that characteristic? This question came from, Mm -hmm. I was listening to Mm -hmm. Curtis Mayfield's The Making of You as I was driving this morning, Mm. and he was talking about all the ingredients that go inside Mm. of this amazing woman designed for him. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think about you and the kind of work that you're doing. I don't know that there's a direct equation, but there are absolutely components that mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. What are those that matter to you? You can even go back toward yeah. the the, yeah. the dope quote: sacrifice and, and yeah. perseverance. Like what 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 are the characteristics that create a successful entrepreneur in your world?
3: Mm.
2: I think
0: tenacity is, yeah. is the key, right? Like perseverance, yeah, you got to push through and things get challenging, but that's that's in everybody's yeah. world, right? Um, tenacity in a creative space is essential, unless you just want to make expensive home videos,
3: right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean, <laughs> right. like,
0: which is which is what I tell, which is what I tell filmmakers a lot of times. Like, if we are working on a story together, and if you went
3: on a road trip and you didn't stop
0: for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat,
3: then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: At participating McDonald's,
0: it's an important story. Like like Tyrone, right? it's an important story. You're trying to say something. You're trying to you know change people's minds with the story, what have you. That's 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 great. That's important. And that's an absolute requirement for every story that I'm gonna make. Right? right, but at the same time, if I want that story to actually reach the masses, to be able to change those minds, change those hearts, connect with people,
3: yeah,
0: it's got to it's got to entertain first yeah. and foremost, right? Yeah. And to make that sort of beautiful combination happen is not a common thing in our industry, right? It's usually the one or the other. Either it's straight down the middle, and we're gonna give you we're gonna give you entertainment and popcorn, and that's all it is, yeah. Or it's a small, independent thing, and it's just about the message and the heart, and that's just what it is. Yeah. And I, I refuse to believe that they have to be siloed, right? right? Right, But because I have that sort of, I won't say unpopular belief, but definitely a belief that, that, that is challenged often, Right. it means that I had to be absolutely tenacious with proving that these stories are commercial, yeah. And it's proving that they will connect with a culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But proving that they can work on all levels. Yeah. Right? So um, tenacity is the thing that, that oh, it, it is
2: so, essential every time.
3: Yeah.
2: The moment you said tenacity, mm-hmm. I heard the word, and the application of tenacity equated to failure in my head. Mm. Right? Because that's where tenacity, in my opinion, has such merit, right? mm mm-hmm. If there's failure or rejection and you have a certain level of tenacity, you can move through it. You can overcome it. You can Mm -hmm. still find a way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point to kind of dig in on because when we talk about people in pursuit of passion and creation and entrepreneurship and success, everyone would be there if it weren't for roadblocks, right? Right. If if it weren't for failure. And the only thing that I can imagine is that if you hit a roadblock and you fail and you don't find some level of success, you quit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so mm-hmm. what was your first failure mm. and what's been your most significant failure? Mm. This might sound crazy. none of them do <laughs> <laughs> none it ain't gonna sound crazy it's gonna it's gonna tell someone they can still do it All whatever right. it is my my perspective
0: on life in general, right is is that there's really no, I don't no see that. failure. Yeah, like like I yeah. don't I'm sure. I'm 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 not saying I've never like missed a mark or didn't do so well on something or whatnot. I'm, sh- I'm sure that sure that's happened. I know that that's happened,
3: yeah. you know.
0: But I never I never received it as failure. Yeah. Right? You have to accept failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, ha- you have to accept failure. If yeah. you, and, it's, and it's not a bad thing to accept failure. I'm just saying that the way I live my life I'm with you. I'm with you. is I take L's, but its lessons, right? So right. like so That wasn't not, failure. You
2: learned something that you yeah, can apply to it. Yeah, yeah to win. exactly, right? Yeah.
0: Like I mean, I give you a really I really, um, the first thing that came to mind was, you know, back in the day between when I first, I just jumped out of grad school and went straight into making movies. Right. right, which is not the thing to do, really. Uh, not the thing that people suggest you do. Right? I tried,
3: but
2: the one of the kind of movies I was trying to make. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not what it's suggest. <laughs> that, that, is, that,
0: is that, is, that is not the wise counsel. You know hey, wife, mean?
2: I'm sorry. Just,
0: I, <laughs> I did marry her. I did marry
2: her. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> um... I didn't make those kind of movies. But, <laughs> although, although the funny thing is, when I was in middle school oh. and I started, I started like a little videography company.
2: Yeah, when I was in middle school. Angel, I'm real concerned right now talking about them kind of movies right, in middle school.
0: Right. I'm it like, where's going? Like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right. <laughs> so, in middle school, I started this videography company called Love's Scene Productions. Right. right. My <laughs> last name is Love. Right. Yeah. I called I it middle school. Middle school called Love's <laughs> Scene Productions. So it was L-O-V-E apostrophe S, not yeah. Love Scene. But nonetheless. I went to this like Black Business this. Expo, and there's some reason there's this old Caucasian gentleman that was at the Black Business Expo decided to walk up to me at at 13, 14 to my little booth, and he's like, "Oh, your company Love Scene Productions. Uh, what do you do? You, what kind of movies do you make? Do you make like?" I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" And my my mom was back there, so she kind of picked up on what he was saying. <laughs> oh She's God. like. She just kind of shoot him away. All I know is the man was gone in like thirty seconds. Yeah, he was trying to ask like a weird
2: question. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, what, was you, what kind of movies you making? But anyway, before you move, can, can we yeah. just can we just applaud and, and shine some yeah, light? Yeah, the, the the flex that he right throughout there real quick. The at 13, had a booth. at thirteen, created uh, uh, a company, uh, Media <laughs> Productions, and had a booth. I just wanna I just wanna mm-hmm. make sure we just take a second. You know what I'm saying? Let let that sit in, right? I've been a hustler all my let, life, let the, man. Let that sit in. Yeah, I've you know? been a hustler all my I want, life. I just want to make sure we we we, we I that. I mean, there. I can tell you I I can tell
0: you how that even, how that even happened, right? Yeah, yeah, break so, it down. So I grew up on a farm in South Carolina, right. Specifically, right? My granddad was my Eighty-four year old best friend, basically.
2: Right, right, right.
0: right. Yeah, hey. Leon Love. Everybody right. in South Carolina. Hey, man, I don't North know Carolina. nothing
2: about him, but I, I can tell that's a cool ass. Bro. Leon Love. Oh yeah, Leon L. Man,
0: L L cool L-L, ass L-L, you know? Right. So, so my granddad, uh, Papa, we called him. Yeah, yeah. He sold peaches, right? So back in the day, he, he retired, or whatever. He, he just had his farm. We sold peaches, and that was his main thing. So I would go to the farmers market with him every every Saturday. At, right. at three years old, when I started. Every Saturday, and we selling peaches. And by we, I mean literally, he had me selling peaches. This is how I learned math, right? He, that wasn't his intention, I don't think. But I learned math, I learned money, I learned the power of storytelling and how it intersects with commerce. Yeah. And i didn't I didn't really realize that until long after he had passed away. Like a few years ago, I realized the the reason that I'm so good at pitching. Yeah. Is because. At three or mm-hmm. four years old, I had training with my 84-year-old best friend, right? Yeah. My grandpa. He was Mr. and He would say, yeah, it. I didn't even know. It. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, He was yeah. taking me to the, to the, to the market. <laughs> with them peaches. And literally, I mean, I was, you know, chubby kid with glasses, love to talk to people, whatever. So he, he saw that and was like, basically, you're going to be my mascot, right? <laughs> so, and I didn't know it, but like I just had fun with grandpa. So he'd take me there, he feed me real good. Then we get up there. He sit back at the table. We say, all right, go talk to the people. Tell them, you know, tell them, you know, we got peaches over here. So he taught me. I would sing his little song. I would tell jokes, whatever. And I'm giving them samples. And I'm walking people back to our table as I'm telling them the story about how we got up. And I'm from South Carolina. We came up here, picked the peaches yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling them the story. And I'm walking them back to our table. By the time we get back to the table, it don't matter what I'm selling. They going to buy it, right? Yeah. And so my grandpa's sitting there. And now he... Six foot chocolate man, like he absolutely delivers on the promise of the story that I just told him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're like, Yes, Mr. Love, we want to buy your peaches. Now, mind you, we got one little table. We're a little small mom and pop shop. There's gigantic, sort of more industrial type farmers who got 10 tables or whatever out there selling peaches that they will probably say taste very similar to ours, although I think ours tastes better. But right, like, right. you know what I mean? So ultimately, it's peaches. But the story always makes the story is what well did it right and so yeah. and I didn't I literally didn't realize that that's where I understood where I became came to understand the power of storytelling as an with commerce until
2: a few years ago Plus, right that was that was a deep level of branding. Oh man! That you didn't even recognize at the time. But I I'm know, sure I, was I, didn't know I was a mascot, but I was a mascot. Right. You are yeah, the, having fun. From the mascot yeah, yeah, yeah. to the story to the delivery to this to this tall dark skinned brother holding the peaches. That yeah. now now when you bite them and that juice drips down your mouth, exactly, it's going to hit you even differently because while it's dripping, you know the story. That's know? right, mm-hmm. and you come in every right. single It tastes satellite. a little sweeter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: right. So from three years old. Until we moved away, so like middle school, when I every every Saturday I was with my grandpa selling peaches. Now I also learned the power of upselling because right. when I got back to the table, all I done told him about is peaches. Right. When we got back to the table. We got okra. We got collard greens. We got tomatoes. We got onions. We got bell pepper. We got yeah. with everything. Right. So and so they I was all like, from so I just store. had I I just had all this games I didn't realize I was getting right at a very young age. Fast forward, middle school, the video production company. So the way that happened was we moved from York, South Carolina, where the the farm is to Bennettsville, South Carolina, Marlboro County, which at the time, and unfortunately still is, is is one of the the areas of South Carolina that has a lot of challenges with, you know, education, teenage pregnancy, all those things, right? All the things that plague our community sometimes. Sounds like my Uh, my hometown of
2: Vicksburg. You know what I mean?
0: It's a small town, but it it has, you know, it gets a bad rap. There's a lot of amazing people there We get a bad rap because of the numbers sometimes, right? So anyway, but because of those numbers, there's resources sometimes for, like, after-school programs. And one of those after-school programs, my parents threw me into everything. They, anything that was free, yeah. I did it. I played basketball, football, baseball. Yeah. I was, you know, I was in the band, right? I was in the choir, even though I can't sing. You know, all that stuff. And one of these programs, after-school programs, taught us how to use Handycam, how to upload that footage to the old-school, you know, computers. Yeah. How to edit it, right? And so I just fell in love with that. And, and they really, and it really gave me the bug for, like, doing this. But of course, again, I've been a hustler since I was three. So I'm right. like, how do I make money doing this, right? right, right. And I noticed that there were a couple of people who were, you know, grown-ups that had these had big, you know, videography companies, and they were making good money, it seemed, right. But I also could tell that in a place like ours, there everybody couldn't afford the expensive version of that. But people yeah. still were getting married, people still were having graduations, people still were having, you know, stage plays at the yeah. church that they wanted yeah. filmed or whatever. So I saw the void in in, in, in the market. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get me a camera. Saved us some money, you know. My parents, you know, were like, "I said, I don't want toys this year. Get me a tripod, you know." What I mean that kind of stuff. So, yeah. started right. shooting content, right? So I was creating content early, shooting that stuff, filming it, whatnot, you know. And then, and uh, and my dad's a pastor, you know. And so, I was I would film his church services. I would sell the tapes back to the members, you know. I was hustling. So I love it. That's how that's how I got into it. That's how I got into it, and that obviously blossomed into. Wanted to you know produce and not necessarily you know be
2: in control of the camera, but yeah. um, but that's where it started. Well, let's take it from there. Yeah, and let's jump to today and mm-hmm. Made with Love Media and and mm-hmm. the things that you're doing there with Netflix and with Paramount.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People understand now where it is that you came from mm-hmm. and where you got that good game from. Mm-hmm. So let's let's tell them where you are now, and then let's talk about the road to, to building yeah. to that. So. I think we mentioned They Clone Tyrone, mm-hmm. Netflix, July 21st, theaters, July 14th. This should be dropping someplace around there. I promise you, the shit is cerebral. Go dive in, <laughs> digest. I pro- hey, That's people, our new tagline. <laughs> the shit is cerebral. You're going to have to watch this movie three times. And and I mean that wholeheartedly. And, and it won't be the kind of watch where it's you're good. rewatching it. It's not even that you're going to rewatch it just because you love it, but you will. You're gonna rewatch it because you're gonna wanna challenge yourself to understand what you just watched. There's so much buried inside of this film. There's so many ideas. You're gonna miss There's some so stuff. many contradictions. There are mm. so many moments that you can see the decisions you make in your own mind, the arguments you have with no one but you around play it out on the screen in front of you. The movie is full of questions. The movie is full of answers. The movie is full of the moments that create memories and drive you to a new place in your life. You will be questioning and answering at the same time. Mm. Trust me. Okay, so I, I wanted to throw it out there. As they can tell, I loved it. <laughs> How the hell did this come to be, bro? How did yeah. you go from country boy selling peaches, South Carolina, yeah. to Netflix theaters, making movies with some of the biggest stars yeah. in our world? How? Yeah. That, that's not everybody's story. It's not,
0: man. It's it's. Uh, I'm grateful for that. You know. I mean, the short of it is like favor ain't fair. You know.
2: Um, say that one more time. Favor,
0: favor is not fair, man. Like, but but I tell you, the other side of that though is that um, you know I, I, I believe that God's love is unconditional. Right. But I also have learned that His blessings are conditional. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Yes. Blessings are indeed. Conditions. Yes. You got to put in the work. they are. Yes. You got to put in the work. You, you got to believe you owe. Yeah. You owe. And you got to you going to put the work owe. in to get the blessings. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so, you know, in short, man, it was a grind. It was yeah. a grind. Um, you know, I went. So when I left South Carolina, I went to Morehouse College uh, in Atlanta, wanted to study film, got there, there was no film program. Um, and I just basically convinced the dean that. I would study business because I told him the same story I just told y'all about right. being an entrepreneur as a kid and whatnot and how I needed that information as for the business information to become a producer, which is right. have business, have creative. And so, um, and they asked me, like, what are you going to do about your film stuff? And I was like, i just started a film major while I'm here. And they and I was 19. They thought I was crazy. They're like, but you're the kind of crazy that we need here because that kind of crazy creates change.
2: Amen.
0: And so, got into Morehouse, Bull Rod, they, you know, took care of me and then, you know, I, I studied hard you, Slash you, you party You a full ride left
2: My son is going to college You got some full ride left They got some full ride <laughs> I'm left Just checking, just checking, <laughs> just checking. Um, But yeah full man ride.
0: Like, it, it was just like It was like alright Let me Let me Let me study Slash party For the first year But then like After that <laughs> yep. I'm gonna really lean in and, and we start You know we We started a film club first yeah. Film associate Just to prove it was an interest On campus Leverage that, and then in the school was able to find funding and all that based on the data yeah. we created, you know, with the film club. And so we started the film, you know, major and all that. Now I didn't get to take one class in the major at all, wow. because wow. it wasn't ready until my senior year. And I would that scholarship was four years, not five, so I wasn't staying extra year <laughs> to take film classes. But I kind of leveraged the hustle of you know helping to build that uh, to get into USC. Uh, which is, you know, top yep. film school in the world. But yep. I went specifically for the Peter Stark Producers Program, which is even more exclusive. Only 25 people get in there every year. Wow. Congrats, uh, and of brother. those 25, it's usually about 10 international students. So you're fighting for 15 spots. Now, ask wow. me how many black people is usually in the program.
2: How many?
0: Now, that's changed over the years. Right. Since my class has actually been a lot more. But back then, it was like two black people wow. every year, right? You're fighting for two spots. Fighting for two wow. spots, right? And so, anyway, I get in that program and it was it was rough for two years, but that gave me the opportunity to get to LA and to start building a network and all of that. So when I get to LA, I'm like, all right, I got two years to get hot because if not, I'm going back to the farm. Straight right. up. Like, that was my mentality. Even if that wasn't an absolute reality, that was my mentality, I right? Think, uh-huh. And yeah. so because Motivate of that, you. I'm I'm interning. I'm th- I got two internships, three internships every single semester, even though they told you don't do that. Like, I was hustling, right? right. Meanwhile, going to school at night and doing the whole thing. I'm on the path to go be a Studio executive was my plan because I saw people I look up to becoming an executive in the business, you know, in the development world, climbing the ranks. They get fired. They get a producing deal. And now you're a big time studio producer. Right, right, I, I right, like, right. I got to go get fired.
2: Makes, <laughs> so, <it> makes <laughs> sense to me.
0: Right. So I was trying to do that. And then I had this one internship. It was my last one at HBO Film. And shout out to Len Amato, is OG Italian dude right. from Chicago. That straight shooter. Cool ass
2: OG Italian. Straight name.
0: straight shooter, man. Len Amato was like, I like you, love. Was like, what are you, but but you terrible at this assistant stuff. Like, what do you actually want to do? <laughs> right. And I was an intern, so the stakes weren't that high yet. I hadn't got nobody That's messed up, but he was like, there's times I try to put you on to assistant stuff, you you don't, it ain't, it ain't gelling, but the creative stuff, you got it. Like, yeah. you know how to, you know how to find the right people and all that stuff, like you got it. What do you want to do? And I told him one to produce. He's like, man, there's a road less less travel, Bob. I think you got to hustle to figure it out, which right. is to basically uh, just start making movies, right? And just make really small movies and climb your way up to bigger movies. But then you can figure it out. And so all I needed to hear was there was another path and that it was unsafe and uncertain. I'm like, that sounds like me. So I just jumped straight into it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, graduated and, and, and a year later, you know, a year of hustle and struggle. Uh, but a, but a year later we made the first movie the land which was directed by Steven Caple junior and obviously Caple went on to decree too and now transformers this summer yeah so um so yeah, yeah man that's my brother but he you know that that it was all of us it was a big cohort of us who were just like we want to do this like yeah. we don't want to talk about doing it we don't want to go work somewhere for 5 years and hope that somebody gives us a shot to do it we want to go do it and yeah. what does that look like yeah and even if it no matter how small it is no matter how humble it is we believe we can do it and yeah. that's all you needed it was a was a was a tribe of people
2: to believe so yeah, yeah. and there, there's a power in having someone who cares enough about you to be direct and tell you what you are facts. not good at facts right it's it's a, it's a time saver yep we'll talk more about mentorship and that kind of thing in, in the next episode yep. but yep. i couldn't pass that point up i couldn't pass it up at all yeah yeah all right so from a tactical standpoint right now 2023 this is 2023 yeah, it's 2023 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to make sure. <laughs> right now, 2023, content creation is hot,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? But just because it's hot doesn't mean everyone is doing it really, really well. It's mm-hmm. just hot, popular, low barriers to, to entry mm-hmm. for those who have a phone, right? Mm-hmm. But in your case, growing from, again, going back to that farm, going back to the peaches, going back to the country, the country origination of yourself. Mm-hmm all the way through Morehouse and USC before content creation is what it is today what were you doing tactically how mm-hmm. did you learn about the equipment mm-hmm. how, how did you start how did the land come to be yeah. how 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 did you learn through the opportunities and the things that you missed in there yeah. that propelled you to where you are now how, how did that part happen
0: yeah i mean it's trial and error is how is how it happened it, you know i mean really it was With the land, specifically, I'll tell you exactly how that happened. Right. With the land, we were all in school still, grad school. I had to do a thesis. But in my program, you don't shoot a thesis. In my program, you just, you find a script you like, Mm -hmm. you develop that script, you figure out a schedule and a budget, a marketing plan, a distribution plan, you put that, a production plan, and you put that together in a binder, basically, and say, so that theoretically you can say, here a financier, here, here studio, here's how you make this movie, right? Right. And it's all theoretical. It's just for schools, just to like defend your dissertation, basically. Right. But, me being me, I'm like, I'm not doing all this work and not making this movie. So, right. So, hey, amen. So, like, and, amen. And,
2: and, you know, and, and like The I byproduct said, is going to be greatness. Facts, facts. <laughs> so
0: like, you know, same, like same, Capel had the, Stephen Capel had the same, same energy. He wanted to write this script for his thesis mm-hmm. to graduate, but he was like, I'm gonna put all this work in, I really want to do it. so we that's how we linked arms on it and right and uh and ultimately, we did shoot like a, a short teaser, and that teaser was like six minutes. you know, uh that movie, The land is about these these four boys on the east side of Cleveland that realize um that their only way out, in their opinion was skateboarding, right? Mm-hmm. And they're boys of color, right? so at the time, and now it's cool, but like at the yeah. time, it wasn't as mainstream for people of color to be skateboard, yeah, and so. You know, skateboarding is not like basketball or music. It's not, it's not cheap to create it.
1: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You actually have to buy a lot of
0: gear in order to pursue that professionally. So yeah. they were, you know, doing crimes or whatever else. And it's based on some, some people that he was actually mentoring. And so, ultimately, man, it was, how do we show people that this movie is not a stereotypical hood movie? How do we show people that it's not a stereotypical skateboarding video, yeah. right? How do we show them that this is actually something that we're trying to, it's a cautionary tale, right? Right. Um, it's almost like, if you took the story of Doughboy in in Boys in the Hood, and you decided to start way back with him when he was a kid, and how he got to there, like, what's that What's that cautionary tale? Right before he becomes Doughboy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so for us, it's like, we got to show people that it's special. So we shot this thing, no money, just asked for favors and whatnot. Shot this thing, it came out really well and we're like, all right, what do we do with this? It's not really a short film so we can't really take it to festivals, what do we do with it? But it shows you what the movie is. So I just, there was a, there's a, uh, it still goes on, it's called Indie Night Film Festival and it's really, it's a, every Saturday, middle of the afternoon when nobody actually wants to go to a film festival or anything like that, they, they, they show people short films. Mm-hmm. And it's in a really nice theater in Hollywood, you know, Chinese theater, really nice theater, whatever. So we got cool with the dude who ran it. He was one of the OGs from Morehouse, actually, that graduated, you know, I think in like the 90s. And so I said to him, I was like, man, look, like we're we trying to get our movie done. We got this short thing. It would really help us out if, if you would let us tell people that this is our premiere. Even mm-hmm. though I know there's going to be other movies showing, like, can we tell people that this is our thing? And he was like, well, not really, but like, I can't, also can't stop you from doing whatever you got to do to get people here. I was like, oh, cool. Can you give us the, the VIP city? Can you give us? We were just trying to get whatever we can. We printed up some flyers, gave it out, emailed people, told them, this is our premiere at the Chinese theater for our movie called The Land of Misfits, whatnot. And people showed up and they're like, what are these other short films? Oh, it's just the previews. It's just previews. Just stay <laughs> private, right? So I showed uh, Capel's first movie that won ABFF the year before.
3: Right.
0: And then we showed, a uh, short film, and then we showed our little teaser thing. And man, you know, I invited agents, I invited all kind of people, financiers, whatever. None of them actually came, but their assistants came, mm. which was even better. Yeah. Because on Monday, that was on Saturday afternoon. On Monday morning, the buzz around town was crazy. Everybody is like, mm. "What is this thing? I heard about called the Land of Misfits that y'all made. Like, What is this thing? Is it a feature version? Like, yeah, I sent y'all the script like six months ago, but it's cool. Yeah, we got a, here's a feature script version, whatever." And the rest was history, man. He got an agent, the whole thing, and and um, and we, you know, we made that movie. It was it was Charles King's first movie as a financier at Macro, actually. Wow. And that and so obviously full circle now doing, you know, they clone Tyrone with, with Charles too. But uh Are you a weight maker, yeah. Man. Yeah. man. Yeah. I hope so, man. I hope so. But honestly, it, for me it's it's been it's been um the blessing of being in the right place yeah. with the right people. Yeah. not even the right time, just at the right place with the right people. Yeah. Because all of the creatives around me. For the most part, are writers and directors first, right. or actors first. Right. Um, they all have ambitions to create, but nobody really loves necessarily the the business of 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 the film, film of filmmaking. Nobody really loves the BS and chaos that comes with that, right? Of navigating yeah. the system and all that stuff. I happen to absolutely love it and have been blessed with the skill sets to do that.
3: Yeah.
0: And so it's it becomes a magnet for the creators around me who are like, yeah, let love handle that. I don't want to deal with it. Let love handle that, right? Right. I, I love hearing that. Right? Like I love hearing let love handle that. Cause that means that you trust me, one, and two, I'm in a place where I can be at the center of all these amazing amazing creatives, right? We can make make magic,
2: right? And I, I know my I know my place in that in that position.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And through through all that you just went through, what I heard was a message to people listening that no one is going to walk up and hand you a box of success. No. Right, they're, they're just not. <laughs> there you not go right, And nah, nobody nah. gift wrapping success and and putting it on your front door. Yeah, right. Like what I heard was tenacity, going yeah. back to that word, yeah. right. Not being afraid to push an issue, to to ask a question, yeah, to ask for something, right. Because yeah. like, again, my my father used to tell me the only thing free in this world was bubblegum and booty, and he said, you know. I can't can't tell you exactly what he said. I'm I'm, I'm trying not to curse. (laughs) But what what I will say is, I love in the story how you found every opportunity to ask for something that would set you up for a level of success that you dreamed about, Mm -hmm. that you just wanted. Yeah. Because you you could have gone through that afraid to ask any of those questions. Yeah. Then you wouldn't have had your premiere. Right. 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 Then those assistants would not have come out. Right. And your packet would have sat Unopened. it would still be on the desk, somebody's right, desk. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then none of us would be here right now.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. And, right. and I think for, for each one of us and for each one of you listening, there is a moment, whether you recognize it, whether you already experienced it, where that choice to take a chance, to take a risk, to ask a question, to push an issue, could be that catalyst for you to find yourself in a different position mm-hmm. in two years, ten months, five years, ten years. Yeah. You never know. I mean, our story, I won't go into it deeply, is... All the success and opportunity that has come from this podcast started with a phone call from me to him at like 8 o'clock in a random morning as we drove to work. And it has turned into something amazing, right? And and not just what lives here in the podcast, other opportunities, network deals, like just things that only happened because we said yes and only happened because we asked for an opportunity someplace. That's it. And then the doors flew open. An opportunity found us,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and I want I really want people to get that. Like, Listeners, you know me, you know how much I sit from this position of you've got to go out there and ask for it because again, no one is just bringing it to you. They keep it for themselves. Power, Sometimes you got to take it. That's it. That's exactly right. Power mm-hmm. is never given; it is Thanks. only ever taken.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and and you got to open your mouth in order to get it. All right, I have talked about this movie. I've alluded to it several times. This shit is truly <laughs> cerebral. I want to jump you, I'm, in. I'm still in the tag. Hey, take it, bro. We got to change the poster. Take it, bro. Because that—that that is all so I can think is of. Cerebral. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can think of because yeah. I felt—I felt myself thinking. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of mindless TV that will entertain you oh into dumps. Yes. Right. There's a bunch of it. Too much of it. This mm-hmm. is not that. Like, this shit is truly cerebral. Let's jump into They Clone Tyrone, bro. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I don't even want to try to start because I don't want to tell the wrong thing or ask the question to open some yeah, up. So, yeah, brother, yeah, you yeah. take it away. Yeah. What the hell is They Clone Tyrone? What is They Clone Tyrone? Oh, than um, fucking amazing. Sorry, I'm not supposed to be... <laughs> 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 no,
0: respect, respect, man. Me. Respect. I mean, they, they Clone Tyrone, as we've always described it, is about... People in the neighborhood, they realize the government's doing mind control experiments on their people. And I, mean, had, I was scared it, to even say that because
1: it's so deep.
0: You know what I mean, and, and and have been and have been forever, right? But these three people are absolute stereotypes, and they're absolute, um, absolutely not detectives. But they have to become detectives and start peeling this onion back, yeah, right? Yeah. and so you get all of the sci-fi, mystery, and comedy that comes from that. And obviously, when you drop. Names like Tiana Pierce and Jamie Foxx and John Boyega in the middle of that, yeah. Then you know that it's they're bringing craft, but they're also yeah. bringing they bring big laughs, You know, you know yeah. that for sure. So and you've never seen Jamie yeah. Foxx
2: in a role like this. I just want to throw that out
0: there. Nah, that's fact. That's fact. I mean, I, I really believe that that you know Jamie Foxx is is a legend no matter what. Everybody he's knows down. that he's a he's an absolute legend, right? But in the last call it five to seven years, his his heroism has turned into movies that are that are at, like, where it's like singular Jamie Foxx kicking butt in an yes, action movie yes. or he's being very uh give you a heavy performance in a movie like Just Mercy, right? Yes. Or giving you an Oscar winning performance in Ray, right? Yes. To go mm-hmm. a little further back. But we haven't seen this Jamie Foxx, I think, since they live in color. Oh, real talk. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. No. Th- yeah. That is no bullshit. Yeah. Real that, talk. I, I say that without flinching. Like yeah. I really, I really it's believe earned. that this is in Living Color, Jamie Foxx. And, man, he had so much fun. I think
1: he— I mean, it, 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 in living
2: ja- ja- In yeah. Living Color, Jamie Foxx, with the skill he's developed exactly. now. Since, that's yeah. right, wow. That's, that's exactly
1: right. how I thought about it. That's what I was like, whoa.
2: That's right. That's, it's that's, the balance,
0: right? Like, yes. you get— That's a great a great point. It's yes. like, Jamie Foxx in Living Color, but it's Jamie Foxx, Oscar-winning Jamie Foxx. Yeah. He's been leading yes. every yes. Movie, And it's like hi- him doing both of those things in one role. Yes. Right? I and mean, It's amazing, man. And then John Boyega's obviously— Comes from theater, you know London, you know et cetera. But like talk about the diaspora we were talking about earlier. Yes, he John is 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 like feel like he grew up in my neighborhood type thing, right? But he just got an accent. You know what I'm saying? Like he is absolutely solid earth, like from South London, like same deal. Nityana, she's from South Carolina, just like I am, right? I know so that. yeah, yeah. So that that's my sister. Like she's from South Carolina, just like I am. So she she also has that solid earthness too. But she also is like classically trained at Yale and all that. Is balancing that so all three of them are bringing this really delicate balance to, to, to the movie that I think is amazing now as far as like what where the movie came from because I know a lot of people are like well why, how does this even how do you even get a story like please they clone Tyrone right? please so even the short version of it because it's not my own experience but it's right. the director uh, Joel Taylor uh, who also co co-wrote, co-wrote the script
1: everybody loves McDonald's fries so, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. ba
0: Joelle is from Alabama. And that's how we Come first came the- South? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, we in there. We out here, Dirty yeah. South, well represented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Fox is from Texas. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but, um, but, so Joelle's from Alabama, Montgomery, specifically. And, uh, and, and very much so, We that's how we first can really, you know, clicked early early days in school with Nob is because, you know, we cut two Southern kids in, in L.A. trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, and um, he had a, a friend, a childhood friend, who everybody knew was going to the league. He played football. Everybody knew he was going to the league. Yeah. And he went to college, D1, scholarship, the whole thing. And he actually didn't do anything, but, he was riding home with a teammate from practice one day. Teammate had a gun under the seat. Headlines and all that, you know, come out of course. And even though, and you know, of course, he probably didn't. I don't know. I don't know the details. But of I'm sure he didn't want to tell on his friend or whatever. Right. That it was his or not. But even if even if he did, it didn't matter because the school was like, yeah, but it's too late. You and the headlines about getting arrested for this thing. We gotta let you go. It is right. it, bad for business, basically, wow. right? Just threw him to the side. He goes back home. And around this time, around this time period, uh, when he gets sent home to Alabama to a, a less than ideal home situation, it's also around a time time when on YouTube the portals are opening around uh, David Icky, right, and like yeah. all the all the different conspiracy theorists and, and those deep deep holes or whatnot of of uh, of conspiracies, and so he starts like really tapping into that stuff. Right. And getting paranoid probably too, I'm sure. Right on top of the situation he's got going on, and and really leaning into the idea that like, ah man, it was it was it was never set up for me to win. I was always going to lose. Like, look at my life situation, like blah blah blah. Right, which we all know that there are systematic things in place that unequivocally and over-indexingly will affect Black people, especially in situation in in socioeconomic statuses like he was in. Right, yeah. And so, all of that together was tough for Joel, who was his best friend, to kind of take in. Because Joel grew up in the same area, but his mom uh, was, was a doctor, right? And he was able to go to University of Florida. Very different experience. Right? Different experience. So, they like, similar experience in, in culture, but different experience at home, right? right? And so, And so, for him, he's like, I get it, man. You're right. Like, it absolutely is set up unfortunately, for you to not succeed. But it's three, four, five years now removed from that situation. Like, what are you going? What are you doing? Like, let's get you out. Like, what you doing, right? And I think for him, he's like, Joel was trying to unpack all of those things in this movie, really, right? Um, so it really is, you know, as much as, like, there is a lot of things in there to be, you know, thought about and talked about and, and unpacked, what's really being unpacked is just Joel's feelings around mm-hmm. his friend. Right, who's now doing well, I understand, and you know whatnot, which is great. Um, but ultimately, man, it was really just what is the to your point about hearing three different perspectives in the movie between Tiana, John, and Jamie. Yeah. Hearing those three perspectives that really represent the three voices that we might hear around one yeah. issue, that's really what
2: that's really, you know, where it came from. Yeah. That's yeah. The real talk. Yeah. You know, since we have you here and it's it's not often that you get to have a chat with the people who influenced the movie before you see it. Mm -hmm. So knowing full well the complexities that live inside this movie that are paired with all this amazing entertainment, i love it if you could tell the listeners your perspective or or your thoughts on how they should watch this movie, right? Because walking into it cold, I had no idea what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. And I found myself halfway through the movie, trying to rewatch the first half in my head Mm. as I consumed the second half. Mm. Because I saw so many things beginning to click and pop and make sense. So if I could watch it again, I would watch it very differently. Mm -hmm. So what would be your perspective Mm. as someone behind the scenes of the movie? What advice would you give someone walking into this as to how to consume this movie? Interesting. I actually
0: think you did it right. Okay, I think I think watching the movie cold is like the best way to watch it. <laughs> if you've seen the trailer, that's enough. That's the, even though to your point, the trailer does not tell what the movie is. That's oh, intentional. it, it, it doesn't it scratch. Right, yeah, it, it right? is
2: like an it, interest.
0: It just, it just makes you scratch. It's like, like, what? Like, what is
1: that? Like, what is
0: yeah, this movie like about? I'm confused. Like, I'm confused. It, it looks I want right.
2: Like, I want to understand. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Like, the, el- the elevator scenes in the trailer, right?
0: Elevator scenes in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which, by the way, the elevator yeah. scene. Was completely ad lib. Stop it, Jamie. Man, Jamie Fox, bro. Like we were sitting there on set, and I and I remember <laughs> we were sitting there on set. They were supposed to be shooting a serious scene in the elevator, right? And I remember, I remember, uh, Joelle telling the DP, the cinematographer, like roll, like roll, just roll the camera, just roll the camera, because they were in there just like just talking junk and whatever, Right. just kind of you know kicking until it was time to roll. And, and Joel saw Jamie kind of playing around. So he's like, like, roll, roll, roll. And Jamie out of nowhere starts singing, I'm going down. <laughs> and we thinking he going to sing the original, I'm going nah, down. No, he did not. He did he not. He turned it into a they clone Tyrone spin on I'm going down. And then Tiana, the genius of Tiana, she just like picked it up where he left off and then kept it going. And Boy, so he just
2: faced that time was killer to me.
0: I mean, he, I think, and and John, you tell me if this was the case or not. But I think that in that moment, when John turns his head at the end, looking yeah, towards the yeah. other, I think he was turning his head away from camera because he was about to bust out laughing. As <laughs> soon as we cut, he fell out. We all fell out. We all fell out. But yeah, the classic moment, man. That's genius, Jamie Foxx.
2: Hey man, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. one thing. <laughs> Yeah. The motherfuckers clone Tyrone. Oh uh, yeah, you got that. <laughs> yeah, I rewound it like
0: ten times. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to Badu, man. She blessed us one time. So Erica, Badu was in my very first movie, The Land.
3: Okay,
0: um, and uh, oh. that's how, that's how, yeah, that's how I met her initially. And you know, we reached out and was like, look, like you know, the movie is called They Clone Tyrone. This is what it's about. I know you are gonna rock with the movie. Like this is definitely your vibe. Definitely. Right. I was like, like we, we at least we need, we need the OG song. We need, we need. We Gotta have a song. You can't. You can't make a movie called They Clone Tyrone without and Erica. not get everybody yeah. do Tyrone right. And a she black was like, "Movie,
1: you damn right you
0: can't." Come yeah, on, man. You gotta you have that. She was like, she was like, "Okay, y'all don't want me to do nothing to the song." And I was like,
2: "Hmm." <laughs> you know what I'm Real saying?
0: Real like, talk. Man, she got in there and and freaked the song a bit. And so Did. We, at the end of the movie, don't miss it. At the end of the movie. Listen close. That's all I'm going to say. Just listen close. But the soundtrack is fire. The soundtrack's
2: coming soon. It's coming. It's oh, dope. I know it's dope. From what yeah. I heard in the film, has got to be. Man, you I know, can't wait. Bro, I'm, I, I, I'm telling I you. I want to see it tonight. Oh, uh, dope. dope. When, when that part hit, of course, you, you hear the music. Yeah. Undenied. You know what that is, right? The wife started bobbing and moving. So we sing to each other. And then you notice, wait, but this, this shit is different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, you just zoned in with it, That's bro. That's dope, man. I'm mm. telling you, the movie is... Official, I appreciate it, man. I know you are probably use—well, not even you. People who create often sit in front of people who consume, and they get fed the line that the people consuming think they want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. I try not to do that. I'm not going to look at someone and be like, man, that shit was ass. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'll find a, a creative way yeah, like, to not say it's that. great. Y'all did that. Y'all right. did it. Yeah. But bro, <laughs> right. I'm serious. Like I, I we got a got a big group chat. I sent I sent it to them. I was like, yo. Yeah, he, he last night. You can't see it yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm telling you. I immediately went to
1: see the, this the preview as soon as he said it, because I was like, like that. That's though You That's love dope. movies. Like, I don't even like movies like you like movies, but you fuck with movies. So he said it, and I was like, this <laughs> gotta be the strangest black shit I have seen. Yeah, bro. That bro. I really want to check out. Cause yeah. it's so. It, cre- it sparks this level of curiosity as to what is this? Yeah, it's like yeah. what it, what is going on? Like what's happening in mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. And and I haven't seen I haven't seen a trailer or a preview to a movie that has sparked that level of interest in a
2: very long time. That's dope. Wait till you see the movie, bro! I I can't wait. Wait till you so I can't wait. wait for you to see Way it, man. We're to movie. chop it up after yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we're about to end episode one. I want to ask yeah. you one question before before we end this episode. Yeah. I think that there is a significant gift and a significant blessing when we can give someone something, right? Mm-hmm. The origination of this show was to give black people the things that we needed to become better versions of ourselves,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Right. Just to stay in the, in, in the vein of cloning. We wanted to create the best clone and original yes. as possible, right? Yeah. That That's what we're trying to do. That is our gift. It is the gift of enlightenment, it is the gift of information, it is gift of education, Mm -hmm. right? When I watch a movie like They Clone Tyrone, it's constant Mm gift-giving, right? There's there's, there's a constant level of challenging and making me think about what I'm consuming and what it really means, right? Mm -hmm. So from your perspective, not just on They Clone Tyrone July 14th, July 21st, (laughs) not just there, but from your being, mm-hmm. your person, going all the way back to South Carolina, mm-hmm. Peaches, all the way through Morehouse, all the way through USC, mm-hmm. all the way through the land, right? On this journey of life, you have been building toward creating and putting something in the world. For you, what is that thing that you are trying to craft and give to the world? Mm. I'll, I'll give you a quick antidote
0: that will answer that question. All right. so like I said earlier, my dad's a pastor, Right. Right. Uh, United Methodist preacher. He's a country. I'm a son of a country preacher and a and a preschool teacher, right? The thing that, you know, when you come from where I'm from, if you halfway articulate, people assume you're either gonna be a lawyer or a preacher, right? Right, and so because of the family business, people will say, "Oh, you're gonna be a preacher," right? right. And my dad never pushed me into that. He he always recognized that there was a call on my life, but he never pushed me into like, "Oh, you're gonna be a preacher," right? But one day we had a real conversation about it. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to be a pastor. It's not, that's not my calling. I have a calling, but that's not it. Like you preach from the pulpit, I'm going to preach from the movie screen. Mm. And, and when we had that conversation, then I realized, that's when I began to realize, well, what does that actually mean? Because I don't want to make stories and movies that and TV shows that are quote unquote preachy. Right, 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 didactic. Like that's not that's not what I'm into. I want to make sure that it's entertaining first, and you leave fed, right? right? Um, he said to me one time that it does him no good to preach a great sermon if nobody's in the pew to hear it,
3: right?
0: Right. So that means that everything else about the experience had to be right, right? Right. Whether that's the music has to be it needs to be aligned, uh, or the, just the energy of the people in the in, in the congregation. They need to be welcoming to people who are outsiders or not. You know, not not off-putting the people that are trying to come in. And so when I think about that, I think about a holistic experience. And so for me, it means that every story that I'm producing in the brand of our company, really, made with love, the whole, the whole feeling is sugar with the medicine. Mm. Right? So everything we're doing, inside there, there's some nugget of wisdom or life lesson or where it's gonna explore some societal ills like Tyrone does mm-hmm. but it's gonna be heavily heavily draped in sci-fi comedy you know action horror you know dr- drama prestige whatever that genre is but something that's gonna make you excited to come to the theater or come to the platform and watch it but when you leave the film or the TV show you're gonna be like ah oh, that I'm feeling something else though like I'm getting this a little something
2: extra right, right? and so right. That's really all I want. That's, all, that's really all I want. I love it. Bro, this hmm. is the end of the episode, man. I would love it if you just take a few moments, tell yeah. the people how they can engage with you, learn from you. Yeah. Hit them with whatever you want to tell them about. They clone Tyrone. Yeah. And then share any words that you want to give to the wild black audience. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram, you know, uh, Doctor Love 12 doctalove D-O-C-T-A-L-O-V-E-1-2. It's uh, the best way to, you know, not just keep up with me, but also engage. I'm DMing people all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially creators, like, Young creators reach out all the time, um, and I know in another episode we'll talk about you know Invisible Collective and how we're building community with yeah. that. Um, but that's another way for you know young creators to kind of get in the mix of what we're doing and get involved, even if you're not ready to go do like a big They Clone Tyrone type movie yet. if you're talented, you know we we want to support you know as much as much as we can. So yeah,
2: um, so yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, all right, bro, you got anything?
1: Hey, I can't wait to see this movie.
2: I yeah. can't wait for you to see it, too. I hope you yeah. hype it up too much. Yeah, I can't <laughs> no, wait.
1: Bro. I can't wait. There's a I'm whole bunch of easy to say. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it looked right. pretty cerebral. Just, I mean, it it, hey, it looked involved. is what I thought. It's so definitely it.
0: involved. Definitely not something you turn on and go and, and go cook. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, no, yeah, no, you got to you know, watch that, joint. Yeah. I can't
2: wait. I L- listeners, listen, the movie itself, it's layered. So don't go watch this movie thinking that you're going to be able to give it a part of your attention if you do, you'll truly miss something that matters. Pay attention, right? When you think it's going off, still pay attention. Just watch the movie. Let the lessons that it's teaching reach you. And reach out. Tell us what you think about it. With yeah. that, while Black Peace, we out. We love you. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has
1: sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? ¡Ba-da-ba-ba-ba!